You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lanelle Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Lanelle on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell asks his radio audience, are you using your tools or are your tools using you? Are we allowing tools such as social media to take over our lives or are we in control? We have to be our own master. Let's join the conversation. Tonight, I really want to unpack this week's blog post. And for those of you who did not read it, the title of that blog post was, Are You Using Your Tools or Are Your Tools Using You? Or better yet, are you using the tools you should be using? Some of us aren't even using the tools that we have right at our disposal. Now, some of you may be thinking right off the bat, hey, Linnell, this show is not for me. And I'm going to say, you know, are you in complete control of all of your tools? Because most of us aren't. I know I'm not. And, uh... You know, so if you if you're not, I'm thinking, hey, you probably have a few small leaks and this show is definitely for you. And small leaks matter. There's a quote by Bruce Barton. Sometimes when I consider the tremendous consequences that come from little things, I am tempted to think there are no little things. So this one is definitely for all of us. Well, I'm going to ask all of us to take another look because many of us have lost complete control of our tools and systems that we have set up in our lives to serve us, one little habit at a time. So instead, that system or tool basically runs the show and has us at its beck and call. So, you know, we don't necessarily call the tool when we need it. The tool basically has us at its beck and call. And I made a list of different tools that I'm talking about, right? Because you're probably saying, all right, man, what, what tools are you talking about? But, you know, I'll tell you like this, the, the Starbucks line when I'm driving to work is long. And often I wonder, okay, are you just getting caffeine because you're tired and you need a perk? Or you are now the servant of caffeine. So again, what tool has control? What tool doesn't? Because if it looks like your tool, then it's in service to you. And if it's not your tool, if it's using you, then it's not in service to you. Another one is credit cards, right? You know, credit card companies are using just about all of us and definitely using us if it has a high interest rate. Can you see where I'm going with this? Are you using your tools or are your tools using you? If you didn't have the opportunity to check out this week's blog, Are You Using Your Tools? You can get on your computer right now, jump on the blog, and you can go to www.inspirationalperspective.com to see and get a look at what we're talking about tonight. I'm going to go ahead and unpack this week's inspirational perspective real quick. Now, this past week, you know, I wrote this one and what I had in mind, you know, I've been thinking about it for quite some time and I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I go about, you know, finding the right angle to have a conversation around, are you using your tools or are your tools using you? And I finally found my entry point when I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was currently writing a book on success philosophy and, you know, to be honest, the conversation was more of an argument because, you know, I've been trying to convince him 
that he needs to begin utilizing social media to market himself and to market the book. And a lot of that has a lot to do with, you know, he's a businessman and he's a writer. And so whenever you think about someone who's in that capacity and they're trying to push a product, you know, in 2013, you know, typically you would think that they would be connected digitally to social media. And his argument to me was based on the premise that social media can waste your time. And he said, you know, Linnell, I don't have time to waste. And so he struggled with even beginning to open that portal in his life because it might just introduce wasted time into his life. Now, obviously, we had differing opinions. And, you know, I'm all over social media, you guys. You know, I just got done, you know, tweeting about the show and and basically liking statuses of different friends who are promoting the show on social media. So I'm all over it. And is social media a tool? You know, I often ask myself, you know, you know, how much time do I lose using social media? Or is it actually am I actually always being productive? And, you know, it's a question you can ask yourself. You know, do any of us waste our time on social media? You know, is this tool has it gotten so, you know, absorbent that, you know, we end up on Facebook, you know, because you got to remember these guys, their job is to keep us in tune right online. And so have we, you know, we uh, spend all this time, you know, checking out timelines and and uh, using names. Are we using a tool is a tool using us? And um, I'm not I don't I don't want to stay on that one because that's actually touching a little bit on next week's topic. But all too often I've seen tools we should be using to make our lives more effective end up being misused by the people engaged with them. And I know you guys have some examples out there in many ways. The tool is actually using the person. And just about everything in this world can be used to serve a beneficial purpose. But on the other side of that, just about everything in this world can be used or misused in a way that can hurt us. You know, so I brought up credit cards earlier, you know. But what else do we tend to misuse? When I think about credit, right, that's one of the that's one of the things that makes America America. You know, you have foreigners who come over and they they have the opportunity to establish lines of credit, you know, immigrate and become citizens. And it's funny how, you know, maybe not even a full generation in, they have figured out this system and they figured out how to make these tools work for them. Whereas a lot of us who have been here for many generations have not seemed to figure it out. As a matter of fact, the tool is using us. And some of us have right now 16%, 20% interest rates on credit cards, you know, $3,000, $5,000, and it's going to take maybe four or five years just to pay that off. And so somehow a tool that was supposed to provide us leverage and, you know, make us better, other people are using it to make them better, has now put us uh, in quite, at a, quite a disadvantage. And so that's one example You know, in my post on this topic, I talked about the coca leaf and how it is used in different regions all over the world very effectively. And, you know, also how it's misused. I mean, the coca leaf can be used as a a tea or or chewed to defibrillate the lungs at high altitudes. I know for myself, when I had the opportunity to go to Peru, I was in Cusco with my sister And it's fascinating. We got off the plane and almost immediately, you know, put the backpacks on, grabbed the luggage, and we're headed to a taxi 
And we both are looking at each other like, why are we so exhausted? I mean, I'm breathing heavy, almost like I'm completely out of shape and I'm just walking. And part of it was just the high altitude. And when we got out, there were little ladies selling these these uh, little bags, you know, of green leaves inside of them. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. But my plan was to go to Machu Picchu the next day and climb the mountain, Mount Wanapichu, which, you know, of course, is a higher altitude. And what we learned is, hey, if you want to do that and you want to make it, you're going to need to chew on these little green coca leaves. Now, the coca leaf manipulated along with other ingredients, can also produce cocaine. So, you know, again, here's a tool that could definitely be used to benefit us, but then on the other side of it, it could be misused and and become a very addictive substance. And, you know, just to ratify myself real quick, many of you don't know, the coca leaf is still used in Coca-Cola today as a flavoring substance. You know, if you look at that on the back of it, you'll see coca leaf. And they took out the cocaine in 1903 when they realized, well, they knew it was addictive. But when they realized, we found out that it was addictive. But they kept the raw coca leaf in for taste. And so, you know, that great taste they talk about in those commercials, a lot of that's that coca leaf. So, hey, here is something that on both sides can be used for something really good. And also on the other side could be used for something or misused for something that's horribly addictive. I just want to share that uh, with you just as, a, as an example, right? We have a caller here, Noel from Chicago. Noel, you're on the air, sir. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Okay. Yes, I heard your topic about using your tools. Yes. And I like, I like that topic. The other day I was having a conversation with a gentleman who was complaining about how this country is racist and from, I mean, he had a lot of complaints. I'm from Liberia, West Africa. And I try to explain to him that uh, this is the best country in the world because the circumstances under which you are born doesn't determine who you become in this country, unlike other countries. If your parents do not have money, you cannot advance. In the U.S., there's free education, even if you don't have money after you graduate high school and you go to college, they give you money, at least in the form of loan, to get your education. And that's one of the best things about this country. You are born into poverty, you can rise above that. No other countries like that. Noel, you yes, know what? Sir. I want you to say something again, because that was extremely <laughs> profound. I, I think you probably know how profound it was when you said it, but, you know... You said that basically this, you know, that being here, being this country is the best country in the world. And part of the reason why is because you can basically go from poverty and be anything you want to be. Exactly. And because the opportunities are there. And let me ask you this, Noel. Have you were you born here? No, I was not. I just I say I'm I'm from West Africa and I've been here like 20 years. And I've seen situations before back home where if your family does not have the means to send you to school, you cannot succeed. You are where you, you stay where you are. But in this country, it's the opposite. Even if you were born in the worst of circumstances, that doesn't dictate 
you stay in that circumstance because the opportunities are there for you. From elementary school through high school, the educational system is free for you. Even if you get to college, if you have decent grade, above average grade, you get scholarships to go to college. That's the opportunity in this country. That's and it's unlike any other country in this world. So, Noel, I want to ask you a question real quick, brother. Yes, sir. What would you say, you know, so you've been here 20 years, what would you say are the, are the top three tools that you have used to gain leverage for yourself? I mean, at the top of the list is the educational system. Okay? Okay. The next one is the voting rights, your ability to vote. If there's a situation with your local government you don't like, you can always go and vote. Use your power to vote. Other countries, they hold your vote down. They suppress your vote. They don't want you voting. They do not allow you to vote. But you are allowed to do that over here. That's the second two right there. And what would you say is the third one? What would be a third tool? The third tool is once you have succeeded in school, make sure you get yourself a house because that's going to determine a lot of things for you because home ownership allows you to do a lot of other things, whether it's getting an auto loan or, you know what I mean, uh, putting your kids through school, things of that nature. Man. Brother Noel, I appreciate yep. you. And you know what? What I appreciate more is you're from Liberia. If I'm not mistaken, Liberia was founded by freed slaves, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, sir. Liberia and the next door neighbor, Sierra Leone. Sierra, Sierra Leone, yes, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your call. You made some, you made some powerful points. And I'm, I'm really interested what, you know, some of the other, other listeners have to say about what you said. I mean... Hey, you know, before I let you go, one, one last question, too. You said that you were talking to someone else about racism in this country. Yes. It, was and that? I thought, and I thought, I is it exists everywhere. Other places, it's called tribalism or it's called ethnicism. I mean, they give all kinds of names. But that does in this country, that doesn't determine what you become. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything else. I mean, there will be racism from now until Judgment Day, but that, that is not going to determine your success. Only you can make that determination, not somebody else's racism, because they're looking for your ability, not what not their racism, your ability to do something. That's what they're looking for. Okay. If you, if, if you become a physician, I mean, if you go to school instead of be a doctor, no one's going to ask you, oh, I'm racist, so I'm not going to, uh, you cannot become a doctor. That's, that's, in your hands. I got it, brother. All right. Okay. You've been clear. Noel, I appreciate your call, man. Have a wonderful Saturday evening. Keep listening. All right. That was Noel, you know, from Chicago via Liberia. Make some very strong comments. I'm wondering if, uh, you know, I know what I agree with, but I'm wondering if some of you uh, agree or, or disagree with Noel about that. Um, he made some strong statements around, hey, you know, if you use your tools properly, racism doesn't have any, you know, doesn't hold a credence on what, what you can do in this country. And he made a great point about three tools that you can use. And, you know, I'll say, and, you know, all three of these tools are tools that, uh, you know, we should be using, I would say. 
you know, could possibly be misused. Education. Education without applicable knowledge, you know, is a, is a misuse of your time. And I know, you know, I've often talked about how the education system is set up today. It's, um, it's old. It's 100 years old. It's set up for the industrial age. We're now in the digital age. And a lot of us are still stuck in that. We're going to talk about that a little later in the program. You know, one of the reasons why we, you know, there's so much that we say we don't know, I don't have access to, and we really have it at our fingertips, is because of how we were educated. But if you go after this education, he's right. I mean, there's not a whole lot that you, you cannot accomplish. Uh, the right to vote, which, uh, is, you know, lately we seem to have been exercising because it's gotten down to the point where we had to, but we haven't always done that. And then property, that goes back to credit, though. you got to have a good credit to get a house. Um, <laughs> so if you misuse the tool of the credit card before you even have the opportunity to buy a house, then there you, you know, you're in trouble. Are your tools using you, or are you using your tools? That's what we're talking about this evening. Well, it's a few more examples. So he gave us some examples of different tools that you can use. You know, I, it's funny. Alcohol, there's a tool. You know, I, I do, I'm not sure that most of us know that, you know, if you have, you know, and this is based on, you know, medical journals. If you have a glass of wine every evening, it will actually extend your life expectancy. Just one glass. I guess it's something about, you know, just kind of taking the edge off, not getting drunk, just taking the edge off, you know, releases stress and you end up, you know, typically longer life expectancy. But if you happen to have multiple glasses, and when I say multiple, a lot of you, uh, you know, you know what I mean. You, know, you can't hardly walk multiple glasses of wine or whiskey every evening, it can deteriorate the liver and completely reduce your life expectancy. You know, so can you begin to see how tools that are misused can be detrimental to you? You know, do you have any examples of that? You know, let me know. So, you know, I said earlier, I wanted to reflect on Bruce Barton's quote. You know, sometimes, the quote is, sometimes when I consider what tremendous consequences come from little things, I am tempted to think there are no little things. And as always, I'm, I'm looking for your perspective and uh, want to know what you think about that. But I'm still asking the same question. Are you using your tools or are your tools using you? And a couple of weeks ago, I went on a rant about the evils of television. And I, I, said, I said this week in my post, and I'll say it again, in hindsight, I should have been a little more specific. You know, I said that because, well, let me back up. I say that because television used properly can be a very powerful tool. Now, let me, I'm going to repeat myself. Television used properly can be a very powerful tool. And I ran it in wave, rave last week. You know, I was pretty adamant against television. And one of the reasons I'm so adamant is because it's probably one of the easiest tools to misuse. And when you misuse it, it becomes the ultimate time waster. And, you know, I also believe that if television is overused, that TV will quite simply tell you your vision. And, you know, you are the person who are you're supposed to create your own visions instead of letting a tool limit you and utilize you the way that it does. You know, Zach just asked me, he said, well, what about PBS? 
I say, hey, if you're watching PBS all day, you're in good shape. The problem is a lot of us aren't. Uh, and um, I have a hit on Facebook, too, um, from Tanisha Jackson. And what she says is that she thinks most of us both use our tools and allow our tools to use us. Gave some examples about that, you know, your job, um, your family, even your finances. And she agrees with Noel on voting. And so uh, I have a caller here, Imani from Gary. Imani, you on the air. Uh, what, do you, what, do, what do you think about this? Well, sir, I just came in the middle of your conversation. I greet you in peace. And I'll praise the God and African community. But um, I don't think we have ever used our tools, not fully. For 40 million people plus, and we're in the predicament we're in, I really don't think we have ever used our tools. Okay, one, our, 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 the four pillars, the three pillars of the, of the African-American community are church, politics, and corporations, basic business, mom-and-pop stores, whatever. And we do not control... You you have you have Chinese people who have controlled more money in our community than we control. You have Arabs who control more money across the board in our community than we control. All right. So where have we used our tools at? Those who have money, when they get a little money, they either go marry a white woman or leave the community. So then where are we using our tools at? All right, but let me ask you a question. I mean, love is love, brother. You know. You know, I, what I do for a living is, you know, diversity. So I agree with you saying, but, you know, who we marry, uh, you know, does that have anything to do with the, how we use our tools? I mean, that, that, yes, same, that same person, that same person could very well be someone or him and her or her and him, however it goes, could be someone who provides us quite a bit of tools. And also, I, you know, I disagree with you there. I mean, if you if you well, if, if you remember, you? you know, Dr. King, right in Washington, that crowd wasn't all all of us, brother. It was it was it was, it was everybody. And okay, so, let's, let's deal with let's deal with the great Dr. King. Okay, I have no problem with Dr. King, but the thing is, Dr. King was was made. He was not. He was created by the white need to control the black thought. Let's be honest, and as uh, as I was saying, let's. Tell the truth. Okay, let, let, you, you understand? Let's keep it real. All right. So now, like, King died in 68. Malcolm died in 64. Now, they were going to kill both Malcolm and King, but they had to kill Malcolm first. Now, what do you think, what do you think would have happened if that King killed King first? Well, you know, so your imagination. I, brother, brother Imani, I got to say, man, I mean, so we're getting a little bit off the subject, but I'm, I'm just going to say this. All right. Because if, if Dr. King, if they were appointed by the by someone different, they wouldn't have to take him out. They would just gave him different instructions. I mean, that's well, what you, don't you understand. It was to control. It was to keep the element down. I mean, look, I mean, we look. We can go through all this, but I'm not. This, you know, I'm not going to get enough time for this. But the thing is, what you have to understand. You're talking about using tools. We have yet used our tools because as soon as one of us get a penny above the other, we want to go out with white lily land. We want to live out in white lily land because we claim that oh. 
The black people, I don't know, they're so hard. Yeah, see, but again, I'm going to disagree with you, man. Uh, you know, you're painting with a very broad brush right now. You know, it's... I'm not brother. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, you know, I would like to think that I've done fairly well for myself, but, you know, my neighbors on both sides look like me. The proof is in the pudding, brother. Look around you. Look at look at the grassroots of our community. Look at the grassroots of our community. Do you realize that black people contribute to this country close to five hundred, some say six hundred billion dollars? Where you have to control in our banking system on a lousy two hundred, three hundred billion dollars. Yeah. Now where's the rest of that, man? Yeah. Well, you know what, brother Amani, this is what I'm gonna say, man. You know, so I hear you. I, I hear your frustration. But 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 at the end, it's you know, so like you said, part of it is we're not properly using our tools. But this really this conversation really is about looking inward, not outward. You know, so I, I would I would I would ask you to reflect on how, how can this is this is a question I'm going to ask myself. How can I do a better job with the tools that I have so that way I can teach someone else to do a good job with the tools that they have? My beloved, that's the whole point. Uh, See, a uh, uh, brother by the name of James Oyeke once said, and he wrote a book. Uh-huh. He told me, he said, Brother Imani, I was telling, I'll never get out standing at Push, or, or in front of Push, over on Drexel and, and uh, 50, um, First Street. 50. And, and, he, and he said, Brother, you know, I forgot what, was, what the subject matter was, but he said, Brother, don't look at the glasses being half empty, look at it as half filled. I said same thing to you, brother. But the thing is, we got to fulfill the glass. That's the point. All right. All right. Well, you know what? I appreciate you, and I definitely appreciate your, your transparency. We got another caller here. It looks like Tommy from the South Side. Tommy from the South Side, you on the air. I just want to totally disagree with this last brother. I disagree based upon some simple analogies. We have a clear understanding of history. And because we ignore this history is why we find ourselves in the circumstances that we are. How do we turn inward? How do we change our paradigm? By simply recognizing and understanding that our reality is that if we don't do it, what are we going to leave to our children? And as much as we in this horrific season of violence and all of the things that are going on that continue to allow individuals to say that, you know, we're not doing anything and all the rest of it. I, I just really feel and believe in my heart. It's just like what you said, my brother, in being positive. I mean, you can always find negative, but it takes a very strong person to pick up on the positive. So how do we build? We build from the cloud of witnesses that we've had go before us. I worked in corporate America. I got fired out of corporate America. I was crying and turned on WVON by accident. And Melody Sam Cooper said, I believe in you. And it inspired me that day to hold my head up and dream the dream of the ancestors who all came before me in most or more horrific situations than I could ever possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. I own my own business, and I've done so for over 14 years now. And I've come this far not to stick my chest out, but I went through the neighborhoods and found other young men who, who wanted to learn a, a trade of their hands so they didn't have to look over their shoulders. 
We can do anything if we set our minds to it. But for as long as we want to speak negativity, the negativity is what we're going to live. But the reality of all of this stuff is I don't believe that the ancestors that sleep in their graves died that I could be stupid. I don't believe that they died that I could sit around and talk about what we can't do when they did more with less. And I sure as hell don't believe that we can't change our paradigm right now. All we have to do is just recognize and understand. It's just like the Titanic. You, you, you might be at the bottom, but everybody that's up on the top came to a quick realization. This ship is going down. And we can save ourselves by basically tuning in to shows and start coming up with solutions. And for the love of God, man, if we can't stand for the children, I, I really don't know what's going to happen next. But I will never give up. I will never quit. I will never give in. And I know that if I can do it, everybody else that's listening to this show can. So God bless you, my brother. And I hope that brother Yamani or whatever, man, I don't know what ship you got off of, man. But I got off of the ship that says, yes, I can. Bless you, Doc. Hey, Tommy, before I, before I let you go, you know, I really wanted to know. So when you, you have somebody who's been through a transition like that. What are the tools that you used to be successful? The answer to your question, this is exactly what happened. And as God is my witness, I am absolutely not lying. First of all, I was trained in corporate America, so I understood that I had to get up. And I had to work. I had to go out and do just as I did when I punched someone else's clock. The next thing I, I had to recognize and understand is the quality of the product in which I was given had to have a notch more than the other products that were already there by, by major corporations. But the biggest thing that I did, my brother, and I swear I hope people hear this, I don't know why they don't recognize the greatest format of success that you could possibly have is this radio station. Everything from Curtis Monday and dollars and cents all the way to Cliff and the other individuals that come on this show. They have covered every topic that you possibly could imagine to, for growth. And then the next thing is networking. You cannot sit at home and believe that something positive is going to happen for you when they're saying, come down to this free seminar. All you have to do is show up. And the last thing is this. You've got to believe in yourself when no one else believes in you. Because I heard a lot of no's, my brother. But I tell you the truth, I ended up got a job doing a walk-in closet. And little did I know, man, it would be the gateway to where I'm at right now because guess what? The individual I did that for turned out to be the president of Amoco Oil. I have been all over this city, all over this country, and I'm telling individuals, you can do it by first having a positive attitude, by understanding your history, by recognizing the tools that corporate America has given to each and every individual who will just wake up and recognize and understand that you have been trained, doctors, lawyers, scientists, mathematicians, teachers, you name it, we got it. And we can change our paradigm, but we will never do it for as long as we continue to think the safe bet is go to my job, get my paycheck, and skip the other guy. That's how I did it. These were the tools. And the greatest one was this one right here because you never know what you're going to hear, but you got to be listening that you hear, and you got to be humble enough to do one other thing as I close, and that is shut up. Bless you. 
Brother Tommy, boy. Man, I'm just going to recap what he said just in case you did. I, all right. Number one, what I heard is discipline. One of the tools that he used was discipline, right? He didn't have a job, but he still got up. He still got out and did what he had to do. The second one, the second tool was quality control. And I got to tell you something. You know, one of the major things that hurts us as a people is, you know, sometimes we don't want to do good work. Good work. We don't want to do good work. Man, everything you put your hand to has got to be your absolute best. I heard quality control. Then he talked about the radio station. I'll tell you, WVON, if you keep this station on 24 hours, you, you, you will hear all types of things. It will educate you on politics. If you don't know who to vote for, it will give you a strong opinion about who to vote for. They have all type of experts and community advocates that get on a radio show. So, yes, WVON is definitely another tool. He talked about networking. He talked about confidence. And, you know, we talked about confidence a couple of weeks ago. When it comes to setting your goals, if you don't believe in your goal, who else is going to believe in it? We have another caller here. Uh, it's Emmett from Northwest Indiana. Emmett, you are on the air, sir. Yes. Uh, um, well, I appreciate the conversation, but I guess I'm not clear on and on the question that you raised. Because are you talking general, or are you uh, as us as a people, African Americans, blacks as a people, or are you talking about us? What we have to do, uh, like the gentleman just spoke. I think I heard the gentleman uh, on the radio uh, the other day responding to, uh, I think, during the Al Sharpton show, I, I heard him call in. But the bottom line is, if you look around and see where we are as a people, even though we generate, we consume, but the bottom line, we're not producing. Yeah, you know. And if, so and if, you, don't, if you don't understand that, then you're living in a la-la land. Because we are not producing. I live, you understand, in the city of Chicago, we are chicken eaters. And don't you know that we own no KFC in Chicago? Yeah. We own one dollar store in the whole city of Chicago? Yes. We own no grocery store? So if you're talking uh, general as a race, then we are lacking. Don't you understand that only 42% of our African males are graduating from high school in the state of New York. Only 27% are graduating in the city of Rochester. Only 9%. So if you're talking from a general standpoint, we're not where we should be based upon the economics that we have. I live in the city. Hey, Brother um, Emmett, Brother Emmett, I'm going to ask you to hold. I want to clarify. This conversation is in general. I'm asking about self-reflection. Now, you know, the conversation goes where we let it, right? And, it, and it's come down, you know, hey, WVON is an African-American radio station. It's celebrating 50 years. And if that's Absolutely. where the conversation goes, that's where the conversation goes. And so, uh, Emmett, yes. does that answer your question? Yeah. I, and I want to say that, you know, we got some, we are unbelievable people. I mean, we, out of what we have come out of our history, strength, uh, from us and who we really are taken from us and us being, uh, you know, trying to blot out our whole history. We have overcome some unbelievable odds. We have some unbelievable people. We just have to 
see more of it. We have to see more of the positive things coming out and utilize all our resources that we have. We have resources. We have, uh, I'm an entrepreneur myself, okay? And I appreciate, uh, I think his name was Brother Thompson. Yeah, I Tommy. appreciate uh, uh, him. Uh, I think he's in the construction field, I, and which is a tough field, you know, to get in because of all of the games and things that government, government officials play, corporations play. But I just believe that we got to focus more. I was at a job fair last Saturday, uh, and they probably had a, a 500 to 1,000 people there in Gary, and the bottom line are we're still not understanding that jobs of the old are not coming back. We have to do something different. We have to control our destiny. And it took somebody threatening my job for me 13 years ago to say, no, no, I better have something that I can do. Right. <laughs> or, you know, uh, and that's the, we got to change our mindset. It's all right to so, have So, Emmett, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So you, you're an entrepreneur. You know, yeah. and I want to I want to wrap this up. So, what what tools? What you know? What what would you say is the number one tool you've used as an entrepreneur? Uh, bottom line, are uh, uh, connecting with people, using our people skills to connect with people and let people understand that all of us need to put ourselves in a win win position. I'm in finance, and everything I do help people win the money game. So what you're saying, so what you're saying, I mean, and that's just what, you know, Tommy had that in one of his, one of his top networking. And I'll I'll tell you, you know, they they, they have this saying, they have this saying, I'm going to let you go after this, but they have this saying that your network equals your net worth. (laughs) You heard that, right? I heard it. All right, Emmett, hey man, have a wonderful Saturday evening. Hey, you too now. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, I mean, a really good show, huh? It's you know what I love about radio when I'm listening and even when I'm here is you never know where a topic's going to take you. And so I want to wrap this one up. I always want to leave you with some tools that you can use. I believe that we got a lot of tools from the listeners today. But if you have a suspicion that your tools may be using you, do the following. Make a list of the tools that might be using you. Write them down then create a plan on how you will regain control over those tools. And, you know, do the same thing. If there's tools that you know you have available, Brother Noel called in and he said, hey, there there are tools that we are not even using the way we should use. Write those tools down. Hey, I need to do better on getting my education. You know, what, what can I do differently? But create a plan. Create a plan on how you will regain control over these tools. And, and, and in the case where you feel powerless to create a plan, you may need to completely dispose of that tool. You know, so some of us, we have addictions, or there might be something that we could, uh, you know, we could do differently or dispose of it. If you can't regain control, dispose of it. Whatever the means, regain control. Remember, you are the master of your fate. These tools serve you. Break whatever chains have enslaved you to a tool. The result will be a better you, a more effective you, and that is what we're striving for, right? The best life is a life of freedom and intentional decision-making. So be your own master. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation 
in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspectives Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.